0: This is the opening market podcast for Thursday on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Eric Relf for our opening market discussion with Comstock. Eric, what are we seeing taking place in the grains?
1: Uh, Overnight action was a little encouraging, actually, particularly in the soybeans. Um, We did get up to this 1320 resistance in the January contract, which carried the March up to about 1324. Up about four cents, not a huge move, but it is a critical area. So for the sake of the soybeans, it'd be nice to finish the day just a little higher than where we're at right now. That could get us past this little near nearby resistance and, and maybe open the door to a higher move as we finish out the week tomorrow. Corn is getting pulled along by some positive trade in the wheat, and that's still being propelled by headline circulations of uh, rising tensions in Black Sea region. So hopefully we can kind of keep some momentum here to to carry us to the end of this week, and that would be a, a real benefit as we get
0: ready to turn the page on the on the next year. Did you get the sense that once again South American weather was kind of the driving force in the marketplace here to start this week?
1: Uh, definitely still the driving force. Um, I, I think the the positivity that you saw in the market was okay. Yeah, they got rain, but was it enough to make as big a difference? And then you're starting to see some private estimate stuff come out for for South America some really well-followed private estimates are are trimming and trimming and trimming and every time they come out with their next month's estimate it's a little lower than the one before and you're continuing to see this trend and I don't know how big uh, a deal it is. You know, it's one of those things you don't know until you know. And by then, where is the market at versus what the reality down there is? And what's the combined production between Brazil and Argentina? And so all of those things have to factor in. And it's going to be months before we know the answers to those questions. And all the market can do in the meantime is try to position itself accordingly. Right now, I think it's a pretty supportive storyline when you look at the overall conditions for the duration of the growing season. And I don't mean day by day, is there any green blips on the radar across the entire country of Brazil, because that's going to happen every single day. There's going to be spots that are getting a little something somewhere in the country of Brazil. So... Where do the meaningful rains fall? Is it enough to make a difference for the crop? And when do we know the answers to those questions?
0: So, Eric, if we're watching the weather in South America, but then we're also concerned about what's happening in the Middle East as far as turmoil, and then, of course, the ongoing war in Russia, or I should say in Ukraine, and the issues with the Black Sea region just leaves a lot of question marks in the air right now for the marketplace, doesn't it?
1: There, there are a lot of question marks. And, you know, uh, follow that with there are some answers as well. And I, I would say that, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to expect normal production out of Ukraine. And if you look at the numbers as far as uh, purchases that China is making from alternative sources versus years gone by, they're almost bushel for bushel purchases from Brazil that used to be Ukrainian. So they just moved that business from Ukraine to Brazil for the most part. I mean, they're still trying to throw a bone to the Ukrainians and do what business they can, but it's not very cost effective. And, and as we've seen repeatedly, it, it definitely creates some chaotic
0: situations at times. Let's switch over to the other side of the ag marketplace in the livestock complex. What are we seeing there?
1: Well, you know, I was, I was actually really impressed. Uh, I was I was out of town for a couple of days following Christmas, and and I was kind of kind of keeping tabs on what was going on immediately uh to start the week on Tuesday morning. You know, following that cattle on feed and hog and pig on Friday, uh and then, you know, just for an added bonus, we'll throw in cold storage all at two PM on Friday and then can't trade trade them until Tuesday morning. So um the, I was actually encouraged to see, you know, feeder cattle open up, they dive down a couple bucks and then stabilize. And we're still okay. Market still looks pretty good. Technically, I would say that the cattle specifically are probably due for a bit of a correction, but the fundamentals would offset that. One of them is going to win the day. Uh, every single day, that's going to be the case, and I don't know which one will win this little battle, but we are due for a little technical correction before we could probably motor higher. but the fundamentals are telling us maybe we don't need that so much. So kind of a, uh, kind of torn with regards to the cattle hogs. Uh, you know the the market just can't find any cause for impetus and get anything rolling to the high side it, and and producers are weary you know we we've talked to people who said things like oh, if i could get 30 cents on the dollar i'd sell the whole operation and if that's the sentiment within the market for for the market participants uh, then then we're going to have a hard time with the futures being able to overcome that.
0: So for the long-term outlook, Eric, we've been talking with some economists here at the network recently, and they've kind of been talking about that sentiment of producers being weary, but saying at the same time, looking to next year, it's probably not going to be a whole lot better. It should be a little bit better, though. But if you can get through this rough patch, there should be some hope on the horizon. Do you agree with that sentiment?
1: I would say so, yeah. I think if you could get through this next one to two turns of hogs, uh, then, then there should be some light at the end of the tunnel, and, and maybe instead of, you know, we we had talked, uh, you know, I'm going back six, eight months, and we had talked that maybe by spring we would start to see that turn, and maybe that's pushed back into late summer, early fall. You know, somewhere in there we start to see the, the situation remedy itself, and, and so it, it is going to be those that can survive the storm will probably see brighter days it's just going to be a little later than what we had thought over the past year or so.
0: He is Eric Relf with Comstock, our guest here today. Eric, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with Comstock and to personalize their marketing plan?
1: Yeah, so you can go check us out on any of the social media platforms. Uh, look up the Comstock channel on YouTube. You can go to our website at Comstock.com or just give us a call at the office at
0: 712-227-1110. Eric Ralph, our guest here today. Thanks so much for the time and have a happy new year as well. Yeah, you too Mark, talk to you next week. That was Eric Ralph of Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. March corn up 3 quarters of a cent at 477 and a quarter. January soybeans up 7 and a quarter at 1324 even. January soybean meal up two dollars and ten cents at 401 even. January soybean oil down nine cents at 4815. Chicago wheat up seven and a half at 630 and a half. Minneapolis wheat up three and a quarter at 725 even. Kansas City hard red wheat up four and three quarters at 639 and three quarters. March oats up four and a half at 377 and three quarters on the Merck. February live cattle down 67 cents at 168.60. January feeder cattle down 77 cents at 223.70. February lean hogs up 30 cents at 70.17. February pork cutout unchanged at 81.72. And class 3 milk up 3 cents at 15.72. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.